<laughs> Folks, sorry, I have a frog in my throat and it's croaking. Uh, this is PPS 24, and uh, we are here before episode 84 on Twitch Airstreamers. And last time we were here, we spoke about some really heavy topics, which was um, the ridiculous abortion law in Texas. Today, we will be doing, a, like, not a deep dive, but like... Um, What's in between me deep and like shallow? Like, you know, that part of the pool where it's like right by your neck and like you feel safe. Oh, yeah. But still, you could trip and fall and still die. Well, no, <clears throat> I think that I, I'm in the middle of the pool dive into the Matrix. That's what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. If you <clears throat> dive into that part, though, you'll die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. If you I'm trip, sorry, I say thought that your legs give out and you. Can't. While you're up on the diving board, yeah, or, you will die. Yeah, or if you're in that area and, like, your legs give out and you can't keep your head above water, you'll still die. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're well. doing one of those into the Matrix. So picture this. It is 1999. What is this? Uh, Sophia from Golden Girls? Yeah, sure. Why not? Picture it. Picture it. 1999 you go into the theater the movie is all just green and you don't understand what happened when you left and then you realize you were all just dreaming (laughs) that is basically the matrix in a nutshell and so um this movie is directed by the wachowskis um Lana and Lily, we were talking about them before, and you said... They're amazing people. Yes, you said... They um, are changing the world on all fronts. What was the name you said that we... I thought it was Lauren. Lauren, yes, but it's not. It's Lana and Lily. Lily. Um, And they are fantastic. They've done The Matrix, all of its sequels. Um, I think Lana is the one who is doing The Matrix 4, which is why we're even talking about this today. And um, also they did Sense8, which is a really wacky but really wonderful series on Netflix that I encourage everyone to watch. So Yeah, but I think they also on that were um, – they had the first uh, truly trans person play a trans person in a show. Yeah. Right? I think they were recognized for I think that. so too. And I also uh, think – Which how did it take us that long to get to – Totally. And what was that in 2011, 12? Um, no, I think a little later than that. Even later? So crazy. Yeah, which is which is bonkers. But um, also, you mentioned, you know, changing the world and firsts for everything. Is that, um, I want to make sure I get this right. Hang tight. The name I'm looking for is Lana. Lana um, is the very first um, director to come out as a trans woman crazy can you even i mean that so is lana wild. transitioned and then um lily transitioned afterwards yeah so lana's transition happened uh early She's probably like you know geez i want that too yeah it, it then, probably was a comfort to to lily yeah, yeah that if lana did it and was you know be has had become the person that she was and lily saw this was like oh my god i am also gonna do it why can't and everybody in families be that supportive and just say yeah you do you and exactly. then so much to recognize like hey i might want to do that too exactly so Lana, not that everybody who's like trans has to 
turn everybody trans around them. It's not <laughs> no, contagious, no. folks. But it's more it's, that they likely <laughs> both were uh, closeted, essentially. Yeah, and they were suppressing something. Lana uh, transitioned and Lily was like, oh my God, this is what I've been wanting to do too. Thank God. Yeah, maybe they used to I've share clothes and then, they, and then Lily realized that that wasn't an option anymore and then was like <laughs> okay i'm fine i'll just transition to i doubt that that was her uh motive, her motive. for for transitioning but yeah we shouldn't first, make light of the subject because it's a serious topic and i applaud them for being oh, comfortable percent, enough to do it percent. in such a public setting and also to just continue to deliver well mostly deliver, and we'll get yeah into yeah yeah we'll get positive it. or art forms and all of that stuff. Um, so 1999, the it, the movie's released. At this point, they are not La, Lana. I'm sorry, Lana and Lily. Um, and I think I remember knowing who directed the film, The Matrix, as the Wachowski brothers. Yeah, I then, remember. I think it said it at the end. Yeah, and then at some point, I remember watching something related to them, and it switched to Wachowski, the Wachowskis, which I thought was like, that's why did they drop that? And then I learned all about it. And here we are, um, completely amazed by their... Um, you know, just what, to, their whole life, what a, they've done. A quick question before you get into your um, your questions. If we look at the credits now, are they altered like to represent their true self? Or is it does it still say on the 1999 film in the credits? Does it still say um, I, I really Wachowski brothers? I don't know the answer to that. I'm curious. Um, I imagine that it is likely going to say their um prior names because then i don't know I, I mean that's sort of what my gut is saying that it's their prior names of course if you have like a vhs it's you know what the internet gods bless that no obviously with. but i mean everything i mean we're going to stream it now so i'm yeah. wondering like because if well some, it's on hbo max so after this we can watch it and I'm see what it is um so if you don't know what the matrix is about um in a nutshell and this is like a little bit of a you know, potential, yeah, I mean, it is a spoiler alert conversation, right? If they missed it, they missed it. It's 1999. Yeah, listen, you know. folks, you had time. We're going to spoil it. Yeah, and so what this is uh, is a movie that has a bunch of different themes. Sci-fi, I would say, action, but it's also just in its own unique category because it is also very philosophical, unlike other movies that are like action type movies where they don't really ever ask a big question or they don't really like explore deep topics um this movie absolutely unequivocally unequivocally does to the point where um i can imagine like in philosophy classes in college or even in high school this is things that they could talk about from this movie um and i think it may have even introduced the, uh this sort of concept of philosophy to a generation of people yeah yeah that may not have otherwise been interested in it um and if you're never watched the matrix and you are hearing this you're probably like what what kind of movie did i miss and that is i think what makes this movie so brilliant did Um, they write it too or just direct it um i'm pretty sure that they wrote and directed uh the matrix interesting yeah uh they writing and directing team yeah 
and uh, achieved fame with their second film, The Matrix, in 1999. Their first movie was called Bound. They made a directing debut with Bound, and then that's how it came to be. Uh, and so Damn, the, to have that success on your second go around. Yeah, <laughs> like, done, you know, yeah, done. Yeah. And so this movie uh, explores um, a character named Neo who is uh, living his life, doing his thing, until he comes to a realization through the help of a character named Morpheus that he is in fact living in a simulation, let's say. And the simulation is designed to shield the folks who are in the simulation from, I guess, like the horrors of the real world, which is outside of that simulation. And the simulation well, is known as the Matrix. No, That's where I, think, it is. I thought that it was that they were turned into these things to become batteries to power. So basically, I, I thought what happened, and I haven't seen it in years, but I thought that they started this simulation and then ultimately like the machines that were caretakers for the people in the simulation kind of took over. Yeah, you're right. And then they were using them because the humans were in these pods that turned them into batteries to power the machines. So the 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 humans were like one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so what, how that came to be was that we created as humans, um, a, a program, an AI program that became self-aware. And then in sort of a typical sci-fi fashion, the robots won. So if you think, and by typical, I mean, like if you think of all of the Terminator movies, they're all about that. Like where imagine a scenario where computers win, what happens to humans? And so in this case, it's like a really grim future where the computers have won and only, you know, a, I don't let's not say a handful, but like not that many humans are left in the world that's outside of the matrix. And so that's where the matrix came to be. And I think that um, when you're watching this movie, if you've never watched it before, you might not get it on the first go around because it's a little bit layered and a little bit complicated, but completely within everyone's ability to enjoy you know like it's not super deep super crazy where it's impossible to yeah it's definitely accessible um yeah very, that's the word i was looking for it's very very accessible some of the themes that are explored human versus machine freedom truth appearance reality and then the levels of reality in the film are the matrix as one reality but it's yeah. like a fake reality that is controlled by the computers and then the real world, which is the computer world. Right. And so well, the I'm real sorry, the, world, that's like where the robots. Live. Yeah. Uh, the computers world is what I meant to say. Yeah, like yeah. the, the world in which the AI won. Um, and so that's that the, the philosoph- I was looking this up before and the, philo- the philosophical um, and religious references seem to have a lot to do with Christianity and Buddhism. Um, also, it says allegory of the cave. I have no idea what that is. What is the allegory of the cave? I meant to look that up and then I forgot. I don't know. But yeah, that is probably like a story of some sort that is maybe in the Bible. I don't know. I need to look it up. No idea. Uh, so anyway, I have a couple of questions for Chris, but before we get into it, um, let's just, I'm going to ask like a, a general basic question. Uh, did you watch this movie in the theaters? You know, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. 
Okay. So when you did watch this movie. I think I the third movie, um, what, came out in like 2005 or 6? 2005. The, th- the third movie you said? Yeah. Uh, 2003. Really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that one I saw in the theater. We started dating in 2006. We wouldn't. We would have gone to see it in the movie together. No, because I thought I saw it with my boyfriend at the time, but we definitely weren't together for that long. 2003. They both came out that same year. I remember it was like a back-to-back movie, and it was like I think they filmed it at the same time, and then they split it, and then just yeah, released it at yeah. the same time. Um, those movies. But three, I definitely saw in the theater. One, I may not have. Um, when you did watch it the first time, do you feel like it impacted you right away or did it take you some time? Yeah, I think it was like just a really interesting concept and we were in high school at the time, right? When, when it came out. Yeah. So I don't, we didn't really have any like, um, philosophy classes that. No, definitely not. And so I don't think the mindset was there to really think through those questions. And so this was sort of an introduction to that. And I appreciated it. I thought this was like, it was like a fascinating concept and a really well-told story. Um, The effects were amazing for the time. Yeah, actually the effects have uh, spawned one of the most uh, iconic uh, camera techniques since, I don't even know, since probably like a Hitchcock uh, technique, the one where, you know, the Hitchcock technique where it zooms forward while also pulling back and it makes you feel vertigo. And th- that's how he represented vertigo in that movie, yeah. the movie called Vertigo. Um, this movie introduced something called the bullet time effect where um, it slowed down and the way that it did it, and it's like so clever and also sort of like easy when you think about it imagine you have an object um in the center and that object is surrounded by a whole lot of cameras in a circle around that object and each of the cameras is filming at filming at the exact same time and then as an editor imagine you took all of those frames and moved it from one to the other to the other to the other and it would encircle the object <laughs> peloton loves this technique yeah peloton does it yeah, for sure peloton yeah. loves this this film um, and then if you slow that down for their right? ads not when not when running or, or riding can you bike. imagine bullet time effect then uh, <laughs> while so you're weird. Running. uh so yeah when you turn around or I'm sorry, when you slow it down and then do the turning around of the cameras, it looks as if you've paused the time and the director like ran around the person or the object in slow motion. And it's a technique that is not CG necessarily. Like I'm imagining that maybe the little in between frames are, you know, maybe added but overall it's a physical technique which i think is what makes it so 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 fascinating and when you see it in the movie and i remember when i did see it the very first time i could not understand it like i I remember my brain being like what did i just see how did they do it um which adds to the very sort of sci-fi-esque nature of the movie which definitely asks the questions of what is real versus what's not real so I, i i love that they were able to connect that theme with the fil- the cinematography and the filming of it which i think, I think they cool. also um like one other what was i gonna say i was gonna um 
You said one other one other technique? point. No, 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 no. One other point that I wanted to make when you asked me in the beginning about um, what my thoughts were after seeing it the first time. I think that it's one of those movies that you watch again and you pick up more again the second time, the third time that maybe you might have missed out or oh, not I mean, thought about. I think you could watch it a million times and yeah. still pick something out for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe not every time, but at some point you're going to run dry. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at the, but I at think the millionth that, time, but wait till 999,999. Just te- test it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that I would really like to watch it now being an adult with a fully formed brain that can process yeah. it. Yeah, we should do it. So that's going to be on our agenda. Um, so... One more thing before I get into some quotes that I want to mention and then ask you some questions about, um, you know what I, what I don't think I picked up on until I read an article today about the matrix, the red and the blue pill, right? Yeah. So at some point Morpheus who finds him says to him, do you want to know the truth? Here's the red pill. Do you want to be normal? Um, in, in normal as in living inside of the matrix, having this sort of computer AI guide you through, so on and so forth. And, you know, what do you want to do? And so uh, Neo, who's played by Keanu Reeves, takes the red pill. And then that's where he sort of comes out of the matrix. And so this idea of this red pill, blue pill scenario. Yeah. The matrix is creating that construct. So it's it's like biased, that red and blue pill. Like those are things that are happening inside of the matrix. That's not the real world. Yeah. And I think that's just interesting because like, what do you make of it? You know? Well, maybe that like red and blue pill is tied to some program on the back end to like remove someone. Yeah. And that could be it. Yeah. That could be like a, an electrical signal circuit that gets like created. And then in that moment they get out, but why would that even be in there in the first place as like a back door? And then it's like, what yeah. you, you need to have found it through well, coincidence, you know? I don't know. I mean, what if the robots when they were building the matrix thought that they wanted to have the option to take somebody out of the matrix to repair something that they couldn't repair or do something that they couldn't yeah, do. Yeah, it's interesting. Then they would have to think like, okay, well, I need to have that built in so that they can come out of it. And maybe they just um, actualize that into like a red pill. Yeah, yeah. Inter- I, I think it's fascinating. So I have a, Wait, I have a question. Oh, or yes. do you have more questions? Because I do have a question for you. Yeah, but you can ask it because I have just a couple of quotes that I want you to react to. I would like to know your perspective on the man who wants to eat meat. And when he says ignorance is bliss, he is. So this one character questions, is it really? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think this is because I have a thought on this too. Can I just read the quote? Yeah. And then we'll discuss it. Mm -hmm. The the man's name is Cypher, which I also think is interesting because isn't the Cypher something that decodes? Yeah. It's like a, it's, in like encryption it's a secret or disguised way of writing yeah that's it's like encryption very uh, like that's why his name is cypher he's inside the matrix this is not the quote he's inside the matrix he is eating at a very fancy restaurant and he's eating this luscious piece of steak which i never even like steak and i want the steak that he's eating oh i didn't want it and this is what he says you know i know this steak doesn't exist I know that when I put it in my mouth, 
the matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, you know what I realized? Ignorance is bliss. That's such a great line. So the question that the, that this asks is why is he wrong or is he wrong? Like, what do you make of that? What do you think about it? Um, no, I wait. What, which part is he wrong about? Are you saying like, no, he's not wrong about the, or... the, the like matrix telling him that it's delicious. Yeah. It's more about this concept than thought about ignorance is bliss. He's choosing to say, I don't care what's on the outside world. Yeah. I am ignoring all of that. There could be a war that's blowing up everyone, but as long as I'm in my little comfortable bubble, I'm going to pretend that it doesn't matter and that's not happening. So how do you? <laughs> There's so much tied to this. I, right? I'm going to sound selfish in saying this, uh, given the state of things, but I feel like my natural inclination would be to just eat the steak and just like live in the matrix, live in the matrix. Yeah. I think that it's noble that there are people out there that want to discover the truth and live the truth. And that truth is more important to them. Um, but I'm very happy in my life yeah. and I would rather uh, just, I totally get that. One of the reasons, by the way, folks, why this is an important and um, sort of memorable moment is because this character, he knows of the outside world, of like the real world. Other people in the Matrix don't, unless you're like encountered by someone who tells you about it, which is only very, very few people. So that's why he is, why this is such an important moment, because he literally is doing what Chris just said choosing to ignore the truth so that he can live his life comfortably mm -hmm. and that's it you know so are you an anti-vaxxer anti-mask person choosing mm -hmm. to ignore the truth to live your life comfortably no i think that those people are choosing to live uncomfortably uncom because they want to get covid i don't think they want to get covid well, they think that it's nothing, and so yeah. they're not afraid of it. Yeah. Interesting. I think interesting. I interesting. would say that I'm more. <laughs> but now keep in mind, you're answering this assuming you know about the outside world. That's the thing. It's not that you're not, it's not that you don't know and you're yes. looking for the truth. You know the truth, and you are choosing to ignore the truth. That's what this statement is all about. Yes. And I think that my inquisitive, like inquisitive nature, I would like to know if there's a matrix and we're living in it. But if it comes to that, I know, and it's that dumpster fire of a, of a world, I would then make the decision like, no, it's okay. I'll go back and eat my steak. I'm the same way. And my I think question, that it sounds yeah, that terrible was going to me. To, I, I, like that's why I started it saying, I think it's a selfish answer, but yeah, I think it's terrible because I think that we, you know, are good people and i think that we're both smart and capable and i think that we could do well to help the problems of the world of like the real world let's say and we are running away so that we can eat our steak mm -hmm. we're like yeah whatever yeah, f them yeah and i, I was don't know. gonna ask you like the literally the same question about like what decision would you make would you yeah i mean i think that i would also live comfortably knowing the truth because the truth 
like especially in the real world of the matrix that they're living in like the outside the matrix world it's it's a dumpster fire oh big time there's five those fire alarm yeah what is the thing that rue says like five five alarm fire is that a thing i think five alarm Maybe. fire yeah um okay morpheus says what is real how do you define real if you're talking about what you can feel what you can smell what you can taste and see then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain this is the world that you know the world as it was at the end of the 20th century it exists now only as a part of a neural interactive simulation that we call the matrix You've been living in a dream world, Neo. That's when he sort of announces it to him. Yeah. Um, so in this scenario, how can you define why the real world is different than the Matrix? Say that question again. If real. Yeah. He's saying is determined by the things that you can smell, oh, feel, yeah, yeah, taste yeah, yeah. and see then how come the matrix is not real? That's the question that's being asked here. Yeah, I think it's a fair question and it doesn't have us like a definitive answer yeah. because the interactions no, no, are this. Just, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just saying that you know. it's difficult to say if those, if those things, those signals are artificial and how many layers deep does it go? Because yeah, how, at what how point do you know it no that longer, it's not the yeah. what you're deeming the real world? Right. And actual interpreted signals from your brain are not artificial in themselves. Right. Which is why this movie is so, so clever in opening up our eyes to the possibility that we are living in a simulation right now here in the world on Earth. And, you know, that sounds a little bit wacky and wild and like conspiracy theorist. And I'm not here for that. What I'm saying is at what point, like Chris said, do we, you know, not necessarily recognize, but not also put off the possibility that somewhere many layers deep, there's something else at play that yeah. is controlling us. That is, and, and you know, look, a lot of people might go the God route here, right? The religious route, which is why this is connected to that as well. But the matrix specifically goes into the, um, like electric sci-fi battery I, route, which I think is super clever. I think this also poses a question of not like even within our reality, um, how perception is very different from, um, you know, like our senses are how we interpret the world. Mm -hmm. And so we see the world in a certain way because of the senses that our body provides us. But then other animals like the uh, mantis shrimp who have like all, all the these senses. Yeah. Like different in between colors. That, yeah. Crazy colors yeah. that they can interpret. Like their experience of the world is very different or some unknown being that has another sense that, interpret signals from the world differently like it just is very interesting to think that in this case this is how our our bodies perceive what we consider reality but that other things also consider reality 
the same reality, but interpret it very differently. Totally. I agree. Um, I think just side note, I think that as a species, we're a little bit broken because we're so limited to the consider that you need like four or five years of nourishment before you're kind of like possibly self-sufficient whereas like a mom deer like dumps out a baby deer and then five seconds later it's running you know mm-hmm. we're like a broken species and but if i like then, stub my toe why am i hurting for days after? yeah even from person to person because if you think of the whole like uh this is a very like simple example but the the black and and or the blue and white dress Oh yeah, yeah. And how Why people are we see all it differently, busted, you know? And totally. like, it's literally we're looking at the same picture. It's the same picture, but totally, we totally. just see it slightly differently. Um, this one last quote before we have to wrap up, which I feel like I could just talk about this for hours. But um, in the movie, this was like a mocked line, but I just find it still so fascinating. There's a boy inside the Matrix, um, and he says to Neo. Do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. What truth? Do you know the line? There is no spoon. There is no spoon. I just find that so like high, high level. Someone in our uh, uh, chat yesterday in Twitch suggested that this movie is God tier, as in like <laughs> super good high level. And it I'm here for it. If you have not watched this movie, and you are interested, and this maybe piqued your interest even more, go watch it. It's remarkable, and focus on all the things we talked about. Recognize that it's a little bit wacky. Don't watch two and three. That might be a whole other you know addendum that we'll add to this um, uh, to our podcast because they're kind of really kind of terrible. They it just goes off the rails. And now, many, 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 many years later, there is uh, an announcement that. In a short period of time, only a couple of months, there will be a Matrix 4. And the trailer shows Neo as Counter Reeves taking just endless blue pill after blue pill after blue pill, which suggests that maybe he's like choosing the ignorance route, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's I eating told all you. of the steak all the time ever. Yeah, give me those blue pills. But you know what? If we're here, why can't I just have that grilled cheese then? It's not real. I'm not real. Yeah, run, run the uh, the program that just eliminates the calories, like past right. past the variable of like yes. the eat function, and it's like grilled cheese, and then comma calories, and then just put a zero there. I am here for it. Yeah, let's make that happen. Yeah. Okay, folks, we have to get going. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you uh, have any thoughts about this, let us know. Post in the comments, subscribe uh, to our channel if you have not already, share this with your friends. Uh, We love doing this, and remember that it's only a five-star podcast, even though ultimately nothing matters. Ignorance is bliss, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's... And who's not to say that, like, there's What is five stars? I mean, that's what Apple says that we are. Yeah. But if we do five stars, I mean we can call a friend and say, Hey, that one star is not legit. It's really a five star. And I think that's what should happen. Yeah. Not that we would ever experience a one star. It doesn't happen. Excuse me. Okay. We are going to get going. Thanks. And uh, see you soon. We are going to be streaming episode uh, 84. So your ear holes will have heard this after our Mario Kart 8 balloon battle, which again, like, 
who's not to say that the that Mario in the game is not feeling all those feelings? Poor Mario. And we're just sitting here like God level, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just blow this mm -hmm. one up with a bomb. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next time on our podcast pre-show. Thanks, folks. Bye. Bye, everyone.